Welcome to North Shore News Week. Hello, hello, North Shore, and welcome to another edition of North Shore News Week. I am Joe Coglin, and that is Martin Carlino, and we are two of the co-founders of the recordnorthshore.org, your friendly neighborhood nonprofit news website. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is, uh, I think, episode 33 we're on. We're on episode Scotty Pippen here. We've been around for, <laughs> um, man, going on eight months, so we, we appreciate you guys. All your support so far, uh, it's, it's impossible to do without you. As we are a reader-funded nonprofit, as I say over and over website, um, we focus on public service journalism. Believe all this work we do is needs to be accessible, and you deserve um, uh, to be able to read it and to be able to hear it. In case of this podcast, um, so we're excited to be here. If you didn't hear on Friday, uh, we are a nominee for the Peter Lisker Awards, which is a uh, journalism ceremony in Chicago for best startup. So we're excited. So. Um, just the reason to celebrate here, um, not pausing the news for any reason, but we are celebrating. So congratulations to you, Marty. <laughs> congratulations to you, Mr. Joan. Of course, we have to shout out Megan, who is a huge contributor uh, of what we do here at the record. So very exciting news. And uh, maybe we'll be walking away with some hardware. I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to. And it's Friday night. So we'll <laughs> let you guys know we're sure. But um, we're going to hop right into our news. This is a three segment podcast. We do a lead story, we, then we go up and down the shore where we try to touch on every community we cover, and we finish up with our featured feature, a fan favorite, and then uh, we send you on your way. So going to jump right in with our lead story this week, and uh, again, we, we go back to the elections, and uh, some of the election results are coming to fruition um, in May as uh, board members, elected board members all over the area, all over the Illinois, really are, are taking their seats on municipal boards and park boards, and it was a especially special in Wilmette for a couple reasons, Mark. Yeah, sometimes these things can be a, a bit just ceremonial in nature. But uh, as you mentioned there, Joe, last, um, this, this Tuesday, I should say, in Wilmette had a little bit of an extra special meaning to it today because just the second women, woman president in Wilmette's history, Santa Plunkett, was sworn into office and uh, officially took her seat as the village president. So as I'd mentioned, just the second woman in Wilmette history to um, be president of the village. So a historic day um, for, for Wilmette. And also another um, side note that also happened at the meeting um, it was the swearing in of a new board of trustees. So two new trustees were sworn in as well, um, which then created the first time in about three decades that Wilmette's village board has been a majority of women. So um, some really um, exciting and um, noteworthy happenings there at that village board meeting. Um, and then uh, President Plunkett, one of her first um, decisions as Wilmette village president was to appoint Peter Barrow, who I'm sure residents are familiar served on the board since 2019. She appointed Peter to fill the vacancy that was created by her becoming president. So uh, Peter Barrow rejoining the board as well, um, even though he had finished fourth um, in the April 6th election um, for the three seats that were avail av available for office. And then there also were some goodbyes that took place um, at the meeting as well. Um, longtime Wilmette Village President Bob Belinsky said, um, bid, bid farewell to the community after eight years in office, two terms as village president. A um, lot of uh, improvements around town during his tenure, economic development, 
um, a bit of a, I think it's fair to classify it as a restaurant renaissance that took place while he was uh, at the helm of, helm of the vi village. A lot of new uh, eateries coming into town, especially in that downtown Wilmette area. And then, of course, some pretty important infrastructure work as well with the um, various stormwater projects that were completed in his time um, as Wilmette Village president. And then the board also said um, farewell to trustee Joel Kurzman, who ran against um, President Plunkett in the April 6th election for that president position. Um, and he uh, bid farewell to the community and thanked um, residents and everyone he's worked with on the village staff and his peers for his time on the board. So um, really jam-packed meeting. And what made it maybe even a little bit more interesting than your uh, typical meeting is that it was the first in-person meeting the board has had since the onset of the pandemic in uh, March of 2020. And it was also outdoors, which is uh, a unique setting um, for a board meeting right outside Wilmette Village Hall. So some, uh, some you could classify it as a night of first um, at that Wilmette Village board meeting last Tuesday. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Uh, again, to recap, Sentinel Plunkett took her seat as well as newcomer trustees Kate Jaya and Justin Shepard, um, as well as uh, incumbent Kathy Dodd, and they bid, uh, they bid farewell to uh, Joel Kurzman and Bob Belinsky. So pretty cool stuff, and Peter Barrow's back on the board. So a lot of shakeup, but check it out, and you have your new, your new board there in Wilmette. Now we're going to go up and down the shore. That was our lead story moving up and down the shore where we start at our northernmost point of Glencoe and move down, mosey on down to Wilmette, giving you a story from every community um, that we have. So uh, first in Glencoe, it's that season. Um, well, it's almost that season. Um, people are getting excited for the warmer weather, getting excited for the, the uh, limited mitigations um, from COVID and uh, it's beach season and, and Glencoe's amid some repairs. Yeah, just about a week and a half now until um, our local beaches will be opening opening up here, specifically in Glencoe. Glencoe officials are hoping that uh, Glencoe Beach is going to open Memorial Day weekend. So um, just about 10 days from now, we'll, uh, we'll be getting the opening of one of the signature shorelines on uh, in our coverage area. But related to the story that Joe had mentioned, there is some uh, quite, a, quite a bit of improvement projects going on at Glencoe Beach. Um, throughout this summer. So um, officials are hoping to, hoping to do some, uh, a little bit of cleanup and some improvements there as part of the uh, master plan that was established back in 2016 for the beach. So the first project they um, took part in, which is actually now completed, was some reinforcement work on the Hazel Avenue Overlook. And for anyone who's um, familiar with the beach, that's sort of one of the uh, sign signature elements for it. Um, with those couple benches lined up where you can overlook uh, and get a uh, tremendously picturesque and awesome view of the beach and Lake Michigan. And then uh, one of the other improvement projects that they're embarking on is um, some exterior maintenance work on the Saffron Beach House, which is part of the 2021 slate of improvements that we mentioned. Um, nothing major there, just some tuck pointing work and replacing some of the exterior light fixtures and uh, a, a few minor roof repairs as well. Uh, and they'll also be doing some work on the staircase that leads to the boating beach on the beach. Um, that project outlook has a little bit of a longer timeline for completion, um, just because there's some more work that goes into it and some uh, more stabilization and stormwater issues that need to be improved. And then there's also going to be some improvements on the beaches pier. And from our reporting, it's uh, seems that those improvements 
um, will be taking place after the 2021 beach season. So a little bit later on in this year, but some of the improvements there um, hoping to replace the piers uh, old decking, which took quite a beating from the high stormwater levels in 2019. That work was originally planned for 2020, uh, but was pushed back a year because of the pandemic. So a lot of improvements and, and a lot of work going on at uh, Glencoe Beach. Not necessarily huge overreaching projects that um, involve a ton of construction that will affect your trip to the beach, but um, some necessary improvements that will make it a more overall enjoyable experience for everyone and uh, ensure the, the long-term long -term health of the beach. Yeah, a lot of details there that Marty just gave you, but if you want to recap, uh, check about that and all those stories at our website, the North Shore, the record, northshore.org, kind of following the footsteps we did uh, a little update on Lloyd Beach, which is reopening this year. And uh, of course, Gilson Beach in Wilmette is undergoing a uh, master plan process that should get underway with some improvements too. So a lot of repairs to the, the crown jewels of the North Shore, as they like to call them. Um, skipping over one town, crossing Tower Road into Winneka, uh, we're going to talk about Nutrier High School and um, in-person graduations in prom, um, pretty um, different from a year ago, Marty. Yeah, two signature senior events back at Nutrier this year, and you mentioned them right there, Joe, prom and graduation. We'll start off with prom first, since that is the um, closest upcoming event, and that is planned for Saturday, May 15th. And uh, in a bit of a, a different setting for this year, it's going to be at Nutrier's Winneka campus. And uh, it's a senior-only event this year, so only in it, only Nutrier seniors will be in attendance. And um, they'll be able to attend a one-hour um, session with a variety of eight different tents that are going to be set up on the uh, lawn of the Winneka campus. And within those tents will be 50 students each, so uh, about roughly three to 400 students in uh, each one hour time slot. And there's going to be two one hour time slots. So students will have a choice of which um, time slot they would like to attend. And then they will pick and select a uh, tent in which they'll um, celebrate and have a good time with their friends. So a little bit of a different look to prom this year, but as Joe mentioned, it is back in, in person as uh, in 2020, unfortunately there was no in-person prom because of the pandemic. Related to that, another huge tradition um, at any high school and particularly at Nutrier is the commencement ceremony, which this year is going to be taking place at Soldier Field in downtown Chicago. So quite a change from the traditional venue of either Northwestern or in recent years because of some construction at Northwestern, the Sears Center, um, but a remarkable venue for a graduation nonetheless. About 1,000 Trevians are expected to graduate there is going to be a capacity limit at the venue. And of course, all safety uh, procedures, social distancing and masking will be in place. And right now, as of the reporting of our article, um, families were expected for tickets. So, um, and that total does not include a ticket for the graduate. So each family will be able to have four members of their family there join in celebration for the graduation. So. Um, different look this year, but hopefully some, some very cool experiences for these uh, senior students and their families in something that can be related to maybe a, a bit of normalcy of what it would look like in a, uh, in a typical year. Obviously not the exact same, but we're getting closer, Joe. Yeah, and it might not look the same, right? Because another interesting little tidbit from your story, something that's very Nutrier is 
Uh, Loyola does something similar, but the white tuxedos and the white dresses are not mandatory this year. Yep, uh, so who knows yep. if they will wear them? Because, you know, obviously you, you're allowed to. It's just not mandatory. Yeah, um, I think we'll still see a, a good amount of them, but uh, not in unison as it would be in a, in a typical ceremony. Obviously, the school is still encouraging uh, formal uh, formal attire for the event. So um, we'll, we'll probably still see our fair share of them, but not that typical uh, you know, overhead shot with a thousand students all in either a white dress or a white tuxedo. And uh, we'll have more on that when that comes to uh, fruition here in a couple of weeks. Um, and, um, you know, we skip over West One Town. That was Winnetka. We're going to move to Northville, but just for a second, want to thank everybody. Uh, last night we had our fourth um, pizza pies for headlines fundraiser uh, as we've been moving around the North Shore to different pizza places every Wednesday night. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, we had it at North Shore Pizza Company in Northfield, uh, and it had a good turnout. So thank you guys very much. We might have another small announcement for you tomorrow, a little surprise, but uh, thank you. That is Northfield. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and we're going to head back west toward the shore, and we're going to cover Kenilworth. And then Kenilworth, this story actually comes out tomorrow, but we wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek. Um, it'll be ready for you in the morning. When I say tomorrow, I mean Friday, as we're recording this on Thursday morning. But um, – uh, it'll be up Friday morning and it's about Inspire Counseling Center, which held a ribbon cutting on the main corner there in Kenilworth off Green Bay Road. Um, a long vacant spot is being taken by Inspire, which is a counseling center um, that was launched in Northbrook a few years ago. Um, outgrew its space, was opening a second location right in the heart of, of really Kenilworth's business district, the main anchor right there. And um, so I talked to their owner, Lauren. Um, oh, I'm going to mess it up. I hope I don't, Lauren, but it's Lauren Schifferdecker, um, who's the owner of that. And they've got a bunch of therapists on hand um, as well about how important it is for that spot, for that very bright, very visible location for a mental health center. Um, and she told me how it's um, kind of important for the, or to erase the stigma of mental health issues um, to go along with that, not to be embarrassed or ashamed, of course, by anything like that, but to be proud um, that you're taking care of yourself um, and your mental health. So we're going to have that full rundown and some photos of the space, uh, which is now taking um, new clients. Um, and I'll have all that contact info for you tomorrow morning, but it's a very cool story. Also with comments from um, incoming village president of Kenilworth, Cecily Kaz, uh, about filling that downtown space and also again, about the visible location of a counseling center and why that is special. Pretty cool, called Inspire. So um, check that out Friday morning. And we're gonna go one more skip hop and a jump down to Wilmette for our final um, up and down the shore segment, or, or I should say piece. And it's on uh, the Wilmette Park Board and uh, a bit of drama there last night. Um, I'm sorry, this week for their board meeting, as Martin talked about with the village board, it's a bit of a cer ceremonial occasion to seat the new board members. And that's how it went down for a little bit. But then it got to the point on the park board, which seated three new members. So this board now is now seven members and none of whom who have are currently ser have, have served a full term currently. There is one member, Mike Murdoch, who served a term previously from 2009 to 2013, but currently they're all new members or amid their first term. So uh, it came time to seat the president or select the president and two members. A lot of times this is very decided beforehand and it's, it's pretty the vice president moves into the president spot or uh, everybody's going to vote on the president. They've kind of all previously, whether that's public or not discussed 
who's going to be president. But in this case, Mike Murdoch, as well as Julie Goebel, who was the sitting vice president, uh, were going for the, were nominated for president. And Murdoch won, not the sitting vice president, um, in kind of a break from a pattern, if you will. It had been at least 13 years, and that's as far as the records go back that I could get um, that that has happened. Um, but also it's been a while since a first term vice president has been uh, elected president. So uh, we're kind of dealing in unprecedented territory here. Um, but there was a statement made by one of the commissioners, Cecilia um, Clark, um, pointing out that she was disappointed that it didn't, the, the vice president didn't kind of wasn't rubber stamped into the position in, in the thoughts that um, Julia Goebel deserved it. Uh, Mike Murdoch once um, receiving his four votes and uh, becoming president said uh, he called the board divided. And he said that over the past couple of years, this is all according to him and, and that there's been some behind the scenes um, drama on the board and some challenges. He, he, he characterized them as challenges on the park board with all these um, new members um, coming in and um, they don't seem to be on the same page quite frankly. So he made it his priority. Uh, he stated at the meeting to unite the board and it'll be him and, and Goebel was, um, he nominated Goebel for a second term as vice president. So Mike Murdoch is president and Julie Goebel is vice president. It looks like they have some things to work out to be quite frank. And that was made clear at the meeting. That's not me opining anything that seemed to be public comments. So um, something to keep an eye on. We have the rundown there um, of just what happened at the meeting. Um, and uh, you guys can take a look at uh, the record northshore.org for the full details. But um, that's what's going on at the park board, some some municipal board um, drama for you. So um, that is up and down the shore. Um, so I uh, appreciate you guys listening to all those stories and more um, at the record north shore .org. Uh, Featured feature time, I'm a fan favorite. And we have a pretty cool story done by managing editor uh, Megan Bernard here about the new Trier men's dance team uh, tradition. Um, their men's dance team always has an annual performance every year. Um, pretty cool stuff. Um, they, they always put on quite a show, um, really entertaining. We always have a great photo spread. We, and we have that again here, but they had to do it a bit differently, Marty. They moved it to uh, a unique, a fun location. Yeah, I think one of the themes of this week's episode is some uh, varying settings than would typically be for some of these uh, great traditional events. Earlier, we talked about the outdoor Wilmette Village Board meeting you know, prom at, at the Winneka campus, graduation at Soldier Field, and this featured feature story plays right into that with Nutrier men's dance performance coming in a parking garage in Evanston. Yes, you heard that right, a parking garage in Evanston. It's a, a bit of a far cry from the traditional venue for the performance that Joe mentioned, but in order to make events like this happen in the year 2021, sometimes it requires some creative thinking and this was definitely an example of creating creative thinking. They performed two consecutive shows in that Evanston parking garage at 1800 Maple Avenue. And the decision to relocate the show, the show, of course, as you probably could have assumed, was to avoid another cancellation of it due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, the, the group's directors got together and had to figure out a way to make this happen and have the show go on, no pun intended, uh, right there. But this was a really awesome performance. As Joe mentioned, we have some cool videos on our site um, from the performance. We've got some awesome photos from it as well. It took on a little bit of an FBI theme, according to the, to the director, to capture the men of funk 
theft and general mayhem uh, in a little bit of a uh, joking manner there, but still that that played into the overall theme of the show and sort of fit into the aesthetics for it with that parking garage um, setting for it. So really cool and uh, probably a story that you'll only ever see in the year 2021. So uh, a memorable performance that they won't forget um, this year. Yeah. And like I said, cool, cool multimedia we got um, with this story, including a video of, of one of the dancers doing kind of like a handstand routine on top of a hood of a car, um, which, uh, you know, I haven't done in years. I don't know about you, Marty, but it's been. A yeah, few- I think I just pulled it off, you know, right, at, right before our warm up for the show. We usually like to stretch a little bit before <laughs> the show. So just a, just a quick handstand sure. on top of a car, you know. No problem. Yeah, I, I, I may have pulled something watching that video. But, um, <laughs> Pretty cool stuff. Uh, good job by Megan there and uh, Lois Bernstein, our photographer, and check and uh, putting that together. Check it out on our website. And that is North Shore Newsweek. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. Before we let you go, we like to take a, a bit of a look ahead, and we got a couple stories. Um, first, we're going to give you a bit of a surprise. You know, I told you there were we told you there were four weeks of our pizza pies for headlines, but we had a late entry throw throw their hat in the ring, and it's a. It's a favorite um, in in the North Shore. Um, it's be, certainly become a favorite over the past few years. Um, that uh, they got in on the action, and we're going to partner with them for one last one, and we'll announce that tomorrow where that's going to be. And uh, in our in our ongoing series, that's to support local business as well as local news. Um, what just else, a, got, Mark? Just a tease there. We're not going to give you the name of the place oh. yet, so you'll have to. Uh, <laughs> You'll have to check into the website tomorrow morning, but we've got a great feature coming from our managing editor, Megan Bernard next week. That is going to detail some students at Nutrier building some pretty awesome goat carts. And it's going to play into the theme of some awesome multimedia as well. We've got some really cool videos already in store that are going to be a part of the story. Um, so lots of great things coming. We've got some live sports coverage um, coming in the next couple of days here. Um, yeah, re- really great times going on, and we encourage you to check out that site every day for the latest news. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, check out all that and more at the recordnorthshore.org. We also have a youth and journalism program we announced. We'll talk about it more next week. Um, hope you guys can get involved or let people know who may get involved. Um, just a quick shout out to that. But again, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.